0: Welcome to the Eye of Terror.
1: Hi, and welcome to episode eight of the Eye of Terror. I'm George. And I'm Alec. And we play 40K. So uh, we're excited because we finally got our copy of the Tau Codex. So we'll be covering our first impressions of the Tau Codex. Then we'll be talking about... Those mischievous magpies, the blood ravens. Yes. <laughs> Alec, again, some of the lore behind, um, uh, the dawn of war stars. And then, uh, we'll talk a little bit about some black library books that we're reading. And finally, we'll let, we'll end up with the worst battle report ever. And we'll explain that <laughs> when we get there. <laughs> but stick around. It's actually pretty fun. And, uh, you'll get it when we say it's the worst. Hey, this week we got the Tau Codex. Alec, what do you think of, uh, of the codex what are your first impressions
0: okay so these guys are one of the, uh, wow i mean mm-hmm. these people are powerful <laughs> this is like ludicrous the amount of firepower they can just spew out of every pore
1: i am i've never played an army like this and as you know we're we're collecting tau and we're starting to build up a small tower tau, tau force the standard you know sort of strength and ap is five like you know, the pulse rifles that the yeah. Fire Warriors have are uh, Strength it, 5, AP5. Five. And it seems to be like the majority of the weapons are Strength 5. Yeah, a lot of Strength 5 shots and
0: just an innumerable number of shooty things.
1: Uh, I'm I'm building up a, a Hunter cadre, you know, slowly building that up. So far, we've built a Storm Surge and painted it that. Now we have a Commander that we've painted and built. We've got one unit of Fire Warriors, actually two units of Fire Warriors, got one more unit of fire warriors and one more unit of breachers to build and we've built some stealth suits and we've got another set of stealth suits and we just finished uh building and priming the ghost keel because we really want that uh stealth cadre that is one of the most powerful yeah formations in the book yeah and the i'm gonna avoid the flyers the flyers are didn't don't bring anything cool to the tao table i think i'm just there's nothing there that interests me sun shark and whatever oh, yeah. that they, is just not interesting might be interesting getting uh a rib tie the rib tie, the, yeah, the rib
0: tie seems to be armed to the teeth uh we already have a storm surge so we have yeah half of the
1: daca requirements <laughs> for this army yeah uh and then might pick up some broadsides down the road but as it is i i just want to try it with the storm surge The ghost keel two stealth suits three units of fire warriors one unit of pathfinders one unit of breachers um and a commander and oh one unit of crisis suits yeah. Uh, actually, three units of crisis suits. Or three crisis suits. Three crisis suits in total. Yeah, that should. If you guys can tell us, like, what are the optimal sort of loadouts for the crisis suits? I'm having trouble figuring that out. The optimal loadouts. Yeah, I kind of don't know. I don't know whether I should go with the missile pods or yeah, because the, they have the a lot of plasma.
0: They're kind. Of, they're really flexible.
1: They're really flexible, I and mean, I don't know if I should turn one into a bodyguard and have two as you know independent crisis suits or what. I, there, there's just so many choices to load out. Uh, the Kratos suits, which is cool. Yeah, but I'm overwhelmed, and I kind of can't make up my mind. They're very flexible, so it's hard to determine. Like, well, what what do I need? All right. So, are, if you were to face, you know, a a Tau, the new seventh edition Tau, uh, how would you prepare for this, Alec?
0: Okay. Well, first of all, corn can are probably dead in the water in terms of that. Probably. Okay. I, wh- I why is that? They're super fast. I mean, you can fast. really run them off
1: the table fast. They're
0: fast. They're just not, like, tough enough, man. They're just, like, any of my, like, superstar units Mm -hmm. would die pretty quickly. To withering fire? To withering fire, yeah. It's, like, anything. Like, even the Demon Prince wouldn't be able to hold out. My Juggaward, no. Juggaward would not be able to hold out. Especially against, like, with the amount of firepower and the fact that you can direct it all in one place and the whole marker light system... Yeah. Which is, makes it even more ridiculous. By the time I got up the table, I would probably have um my two superstars dead. Which would
1: be your demon the, prince. My demon prince and my drug and my Lord. And then
0: yeah, I don't know if the rest of them would be able to cave in the ta- the the entirety of the tower.
1: What okay, so I I obviously they're not known for being melee units, the tower. No, know, yeah. Pretty squishy toughness three guys. Uh, what about deep striking in, like, blood letters or anything like that?
0: Oh, I I mean, I could, and then they would just stand around and and just stare at the gun line for about, like, five seconds before they disintegrated.
1: Yeah, that's true, because of the stupid rule that yeah. you can't assault you yeah. deep strike. Yeah, so. I'd, I'd,
0: have to, I'd have to, I wouldn't be able to deep strike anything, because if I deep strike either I wouldn't be able to deep strike anything, or I'd have to deep strike everything at the same time.
1: Oh, that's interesting. But, you know, but there are not enough uh, corn demon can natural demons for you to do that with any significance, right? Uh, mm, I could deep strike. I have. You could deep strike in a demon prince? I could deep
0: strike in my... I, there's plenty. Of, I can deep strike in demon prince. I yeah. can deep strike in warp talons. I can deep strike in raptors. I can yeah. deep strike in uh, the blood letters. The regular bloodwaters. Mm-hmm. I deep strike in the of squad of bloodwaters. Mm-hmm. I could deep strike in terminators. I could deep strike in blood crushers. I could deep strike in. Did I already say flesh hounds? No, flesh. I could deep strike in flesh hounds. Well, okay. There's I mean, a lot. A, of, that's a
1: lot of stuff. I don't think that.
0: But the problem is, is that um, it would. Ha- I'd have to be able to get them all, a lot of them, there immediately. Yeah, and so you can't count on reserve rolls to be able to necessarily. I mean, there are systems like the. I think it's chaos icons. Chaos icons, I believe, mm-hmm. that allow you to like. Or you can like. There are like formations like the Charnel Cohort that you can re-roll reserve rolls for yeah. demons, or and they won't scatter if you do it in this certain area. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, I could probably. I might be able to pull it off. They just the problem is my heavy hit. No matter what, my heavy hitters are gonna die to that
1: army immediately. Uh, yeah, there's so many uh, great ways to combine your forces in this. Like I, I this is all new to me, um, having not played Tal before. But you know, I just been learning about the what everyone calls a buff mander, and putting in signature systems as part of the, the that battle suit, You know, loadout the command and control node, which allows you to you know reroll any misses on your two hits, and then the multispectrum sensor suite, ignore cover with that. And then the Puritan Engram Neurochip gives you, you know, a, a variety of different things, including Monster Hunter and Tank Hunter. So the, the fact that you can, you know, use uh, a commander, and then when he doesn't shoot, he gives the rest of the unit these ridiculous rules. You combine that with marker lights, so that you can use that to increase your ballistic skill. Draw units shooting the thing that's been lit up with marker lights, or ignore cover. That's kind of crazy.
0: It's, yeah, it's
1: And still. then the marker will also be used to turn the, your, your missiles on your Storm Surge into D-missiles, which yeah. is D-strength missiles, which is in, insane because you got four of those. So, shh, good luck surviving that first turn.
0: Yeah, the only the only thing that could really survive that sort of onslaught would probably be Necrons.
1: Yeah, we've talked about this. Uh, we, we think that the Necrons will probably provide good balance uh, to the Tau, as an overall army, I've been hearing a lot of theories about how the Tau have been configured to basically um, deal with Death Stars. This is the, that the new formations have been built to really deal with invisibil- invisible Death Stars or Super Friends or, you know, the different ways you can put together a Death Star group and, and just, you know, chew up everything. The Tau now have a way to, by doing their combined fire under the under the Hunter contingent, can basically uh, devastate uh, death star
0: or they have the option of decimating the rest of your army whatever they launch, really. <laughs> really
1: want to go after exactly yeah.
0: the only thing that i could really think of standing against that kind of firepower is the witch star
1: yeah with a three up uh three up in four
0: up uh um, feeling the pain four up reanimation protocol yeah <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah same thing <laughs> kind of pretty much kind of like yeah. the same thing
0: yeah and like re-rolls and
1: uh i, I think my favorite unit in the tau uh, codex right now is the optimized stealth cadre, which is two units of XV-25 stealth battle suits and one unit of XV-95 ghost keel. They have something called the wall of mirrors. At the start of your shooting phase, this formation can network their stealth fields to create a wall of mirrors. If you do so, the weapons used by the formation's ghost keels and by any unit of stealth battle suits from this formation that are within six inches of the ghost keel from the formation have ignore cover. And these models add one to their ballistic skill for that shooting phase in addition the weapons are assumed to strike the rear armor of any vehicle that they hit no matter what the actual facing is that's nuts so these guys are hard to hit because they've got stealth yeah. and shrouded they got a, they have a couple of stealth drones that accompany the ghost kill and they're going to be hard to hit so they'll be infiltrated and they'll be getting close up to your armor yeah. and then shooting at the back of it
0: yeah it's ridiculous
1: there's and put together the uh, ghost kill with the fusion uh, blaster, and then the cell suits you know can, can have at least one fusion blaster among them, so geez. yeah it's 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 your it's yeah, it's that one I love that the only thing yeah. that can really stop that is just an as-
0: is an assault <laughs> yeah, yeah, so
1: bubble wrap your tanks,
0: bubble if wrap you're fighting the towel, <laughs> bubble wrap the tanks, and uh yeah, just send in
1: you know the, uh the things that I don't like um yeah. don't like um. I don't like any of the flyers. The sunshark bomber, the razor shark strike fighter, they, they had nothing. Really, am not a fan of any of their allies, like the vespit sting wings. No, yeah, no, I'm, and not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the crute either, and not because the crew can't be effective. Like, imagine twenty crute all with snipers and a buff mander, you know, with them. That would you know, increase your ballistic skill and yeah. reduce the, yeah. um, ignore cover, get rid of cover.
0: Yeah. That
1: would be pretty good. Right. Yeah. It would be. Except that I just don't like the way they look. <laughs> so just based on my shallow hatred of
0: your, you, your, uh, superficial. Like,
1: yeah. I got standards. these cool anime looking, you know, Gundams. Um, yeah. and then like they've got uh chicken men as chicken. their allies. <laughs> I don't want... I just, it doesn't. It's not fluffy for me to, like, send in send the crew. Them the, send in the chicken man. Yet. Yeah, like, they literally have feathers on them. I don't, I, I don't know. That never fit. Yeah, that never fit. Yeah, and then the Vespas are just, like, I think, ugly models. And uh, no, there's nothing about them that's cool. They're expensive. 18 points a model. <laughs> no thanks.
0: <laughs> what's your... So, what's your opinion of the characters?
1: Uh... I don't like the ethereals I don't think they really add anything so there's nobody there that I really like yeah. um, uh, I like I like the commander because he's so customizable so he's cool
0: yeah
1: shadow Sun I think can be very uh, good in certain instances I would um if I took shadow Sun I put her with the optimized stealth cadre right? uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yes definitely yeah definitely commander farsight's interesting because of his fluff and he's the only one that's decent at sort of close combat but I don't I, I don't think I have a use for him at the moment uh, that may change in time. Um, again, the theories are no good. Uh, Darkstrider is interesting. He's a hundred points. Yeah, he's interesting because um, he well, he can only join Breacher Strike or Pathfinder teams. Yeah, but he has um... he's he's got this signature system called Structural Structural Analyzer. That I'll, I'll read it here. When Darkstrider targets a non-vehicle enemy unit with a shooting attack, that unit suffers a minus one toughness against hits from that shooting attack. This applies to Dark Strider's entire unit shooting attacks, not just his own. Use the target's modified toughness to determine if that target suffers instant death. This ability cannot be used when firing snapshots. All right. So imagine that you light up a target with a mark with a unit of pathfinders and you have Dark Strider in, in a, in a unit of fire warriors. Okay. And, uh, you basically, uh, use the, Hunter contingent, Hunter Cadre, uh coordinated firepower rule. They're all gonna shoot as a unit. So he's since he's in this larger, greater unit, he's gonna reduce the toughness of whatever this entire thing is gonna shoot this entire combined army is gonna shoot at. So it reduces the toughness. And I'm sure the buff man will be somewhere in there, and so he'll be increasing the ballistic skill, plus adding things like nor cover and monster hunter or tank hunter. Right? Hold on, let me use my uh analyzer to somehow reduce
0: your toughness (laughs) yeah i've I've analyzed you i've analyzed you
1: so hard (laughs) you your toughness is now the lesser so yeah dark strider i think is an interesting choice uh he's an hq unit um so if you're gonna take a second one i might take him if i think i'm gonna face something like a demon prince or something with high toughness yeah I mean, he's, he's good. I don't think I need to have to have two HQs, but if I did, I, I might take him over any of the other ones. Yeah. So I, and I like the strike teams. I mean, I just like a bunch of, you know, strength five, AP five shots to me. That's just, is going to put some damage on, on things that have space marine stats.
0: Right? <laughs> Hold on. Let me use our, let we use my coordinated Chez. <laughs>
1: coordinated chess. <jazz. laughs> so cheesy. Yeah, other units, um, drones are useful. Um, I'm probably gonna have mostly marker light drones. Um, I'm yeah. just gonna I'm gonna create an army that has just tons of marker lights.
0: And you know what's even crazy? Yeah. Okay, so besides the whole marker light insanity, yeah, which is in the of itself, ludicrously good. Right. We just have an artificial means of making ourselves better. <laughs> um, besides that, uh, yeah, the whole um, jetpacks. Oh right, jetpack Yeah,
1: the fact the fact that you can move and then shoot, and then move again. That's crazy. That's you can just pop out of cover, is, shoot, and then pop back into cover. That's just madness. No, that's cool. It, it's such, it's chess on wings. <laughs> the book itself is uh, pretty cool. They have great fluff. The artwork is beautiful. Uh, I am I'm, I'm really happy that uh, GW went back to actually using art when the, describing the actual um, units themselves. For a while, it seems like the only the only thing they were doing was yeah. putting pictures of the models when they were talking about the... when they were giving the fluff on the on the units. But now, when the actual fluff portion of the book, they have yeah, beautiful like artwork to describe... Um, certain units, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, look at look, the fireworks, look badass. And um, these cool pictures of, you know, gunships and piranhas. And, I, um,
0: love, I love the sort of sense of... Veiled niceness that the Tao have.
1: Oh, you. Oh, so yeah. Let's get into
0: the politics of the Tao. Yeah, because the whole ethereal thing is like the shadiest.
1: I don't know. It, aren't, aren't they the Bernie Sanders of the Warhammer world? No, <laughs> I don't think. What? <laughs> <laughs> they just socialist politics.
0: <laughs> no, um, they're no, they're like really, really not though, because the whole caste system is
1: like really not communist. That's true. The whole, I mean, like... It's kind of platonic. Everyone, like, they're, the ethereals are the philosopher kings and everyone has got a defined role. Yeah, I mean, everyone, like, the perfect, everyone's... Pl- Plato's a republic, right?
0: Yeah, except that all of a sudden worked as soon as the ethereals showed up and it was like... Literally, the whole story behind them, the Tao, was that they were, like, while their technology advanced super quickly, their, like, cultural stuff didn't, so they had the civil wars... The civil war, their like big major civil war was just broken up as soon as the ethereal the showed up out of nowhere. We're not even sure if the ethereals are necessarily Tau.
1: Maybe they're just like really persuasive speakers and are able to bring unity. And then to there's divided the story people.
0: behind the Vespids.
1: Oh, yeah. D- talk, talk about that.
0: The Vespids. Okay. So when I think during one of like the first or second sphere of. Whatever expansion, expansion. expansion. The, um, so the, so the watercast diplomats are sent in, uh, they don't make a lot of headway with the Vespids because the Vespids have such a weird way of thinking because they're insectile. So then the ethereals are nice enough to provide special communication headsets. (laughs) Quotation, quotation, to um to the Vespids, who all of a sudden are like, oh yeah, totally, totally, Tower, awesome. Let's uh. So
1: they put on the headsets, and immediately they're like, oh, we've seen the error of our ways. Yeah,
0: it's we get it now. We're, it's all we're cool. G- we're
1: gonna work for the greater good with you guys. And the thanks for these <coughs> headsets. We'll just leave them on. Yeah, <laughs> it's just
0: so <laughs> thoroughly. Shady and biz- there's so yeah, thoroughly shady. There's, there's
1: something shady going on with the ethereals. They're they're obviously exerting some sort of force on on both their own people and everybody that are out there. Um, yeah, bringing into the tau fold.
0: But we're not sure if they're psychers necessarily. Yeah, we can't tell because they don't have any psychic points.
1: Well, I'm ex- I'm excited to play a tau. Um, all right, so if I if I bring a tau force, who are you going to meet me on the field of battle with?
0: probably Necron's are going to have the best chance. Yeah, because
1: they're so resilient. It's super shooty versus super survivable. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Double saves versus double shots. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. Uh, Well, enough about Tau. Uh, We'll take a little break and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the Blood Ravens.
0: nerds. This is Veronica Belmont from the Sword and Laser and you are listening to The Eye of Terror.
1: And we're back. Okay, so I I didn't I didn't, I had somehow missed this whole discussion, this whole thing. I didn't know anything about the Blood Ravens. I love playing Dawn of War. That yeah. was one of my favorite video game systems. Not even Dawn of War 2, the Dawn of War 1, the ones where it was really a, a resource yeah. gathering it was, game.
0: It was, it was, uh, it was super fun, it was scraming, very strategic. Game, yeah. I, I
1: loved it better than StarCraft. And I, for me, the Blood Ravens were just like, well, they were the heroes of the story. Yeah. Um, and I just love that they were cool space Marines in red armor. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of people con- conflate them with the blood angels, but they're actually not. not. Yeah. They're super not. They're super not. Okay. But then you told me about something I had no idea about. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what really goes going on with the blood ravens?
0: Okay. So with the success of Dawn of War one, because you know, it was awesome. Yeah. They obviously had to make a sequel. So they're like, Oh, okay. So we're just going to make it sort of in we're gonna make it with rpg-ish elements so it's controlled like a strategic thing but you have your sort of team that you get sent in you can equip them with certain with gear and stuff but the blood ravens don't really have a history Mm -hmm. to them like much of a history they are they don't i'm not even sure they know where they come from in terms of the whole original primark and original gene seed what they have in terms of gear like you know how in rpg games you'll have like Crazy legendary gear from whoever. Yeah. They seem to have a lot a lot of gear from other chapters. <laughs> okay. So uh, and why do even, you think that is? And not even just other chapters. Sometimes even like like the um Inquisition, they have like Inquisition Bolters or something. Or they'll have um uh Sisters of Battle stuff, or even custodies. Wow.
1: Custody's gear, okay.
0: Fans have theorized that all of the Blood Ravens are just horrible thieves <laughs> who just steal relics from other chapters. Could think about it. I mean, maybe like a few gifts might be provided, but ancient relics? We know how Space Marines are with that. They are very productive of their relics, unless they're in the field of battle.
1: So fans of the Blood Ravens have theorized that they are, in fact, magpies. Yes. That they actually go around and steal shiny stuff from all the other chapters that they, you know, fight alongside with.
0: I mean, come on. Custodes armor. <laughs> How do you even steal Custodes armor? Aren't they like the super
1: space marines? <laughs> you gotta be quick. Oh, man. It's ridic- It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Uh, so, have there been, uh, any memes? Or have there been any, uh, what, uh, what have fin- you seen online about the Blood Ravens and the possibility that they're thieves? Uh, I've
0: seen, there's been YouTube videos about it in which they've just stolen stuff. Like, they stole, uh, they, like, they steal, um, I think they might steal Roboot Guileman in one. <laughs> what, they stole a Primark? <laughs> they stole the Primark. <laughs> and then the Ultramarines give, like, chase them around because they stole their Primark. That's funny. Uh they yeah, they've just oh it's ridic it's ridiculous the level of just gear from other chapters. No chapter is safe. Your p- blood angels aren't safe. They have gear from them. Of course. They have gear from Imperial Fist. Whatever it's say Space Marine players, beware. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Watch out for the blood ravens. Watch it. If bolt someone, it down, yeah, bolt everything <laughs> down. down. Blood ravens are here. And make sure Watch your stuff. And make sure they don't steal the bolts too. <laughs> okay, well that was pretty funny. Uh, all right, so I wanted to, uh, so I uh, wanted to talk about a couple of books on my bookshelf. Um, I'm reading a couple of Warhammer. I'm always reading Warhammer books. I'm reading too many Warhammer books. Um, I, I've stopped reading real science fiction. Oh my god! <laughs> because I that's, mostly read Warhammer books. Now. Oh man, that's mean. To I know. Uh, well, okay. So I'm Where's reading space opera. Well, actually, I'm reading a good a good uh, yeah. book called Storm of Steel by Ernst Younger. Yeah. Uh, Dan, we listened to Dan Carlin, hardcore history, and he did a great series on World War One, and he kept referencing Storm of Steel um, by Ernst Younger. It's the story of a German um, officer from World War One told from the front lines that he actually was at the Battle of Somme and all of these major battles in World War I. He managed to survive and he wrote, he kept a journal and he, and he wrote all his experiences and they're just terrifying and in some cases funny, but mostly horrible. Yeah. You know, just dealing with everything, uh, the rats, the mud, the constant death, the injuries all around them, the lack of food, uh, just uh, this constant shelling, the gas attacks, it's pretty horrible. It's influenced some of the stuff that Warhammer's done. Um, I think there was a Storm of Steel, there's a reference to Storm of Steel yeah. in some of their works. <clears throat> Death of <Corps> Creek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Death of Creek, kind of. So I'm st- I actually am reading that um, while I, I'm reading all my other um, Warhammer stuff, but I'm reading a couple of Warhammer books right now. Uh, first one I'm reading is called First and Only by Dan Abnett. Uh, first of all, I'm a big fan of Dan Abnett. Um, I love his stuff in The Horse Heresy. But uh, let me describe this book um, from the jacket back. In the war torn future of the forty first millennium, the Sabbat World's Crusade has begun. With the mass ranks of the Imperial Guard hard pressed by the evil forces of chaos, mankind must prevail, whatever the cost in lives. Commissar Ibrahim Gaunt has vowed to lead the men of the tenth first and only safety, safely through the scheming of rival regiments, just as much as the lethal firepower of the enemy. So I'm a little bit over halfway through it. Um I'm it's kind of a struggle. Having a struggle reading it. Got it. I, I, I like the way Dan Abnett reads. Uh, I like the way he described action. I like uh, the Shakespearean way in which his yeah. officers talk. Indeed. Uh, but there's so much of the book dedicated to the other astro-military, Imperial Guard units who are sort of jealous of Ibram Gaunt and sort of plotting against him, or there's little conspiracies. It isn't that focused on, on the heroics of the Tanith first and only. It's more focused on sort of the politics. Ah, of the it's uh
0: I mean that was like I, I I I mean I don't know I haven't read it because I know I know he does um, like Horus Heresy was fitting because that's what yeah kind of created the whole Horus Heresy. So I was like, oh yeah, it makes sense. And it was and he, I like the way he described it there.
1: Yeah, here it's um Ibrahim is I don't think that interesting he's kind of hard to read. He doesn't you don't see too much of the man. You get glimpses into his childhood, you get glimpses into his past experiences, but he doesn't say that much. So he's he remains kind of a cipher. He's kinda of like like this stoic guy who's able to achieve incredible results against incredible odds. You know? Got it. So um uh, not I, I'll finish the book, but I'm not that crazy about it. I know some people love this one and it launched a whole bunch of other books that Dan Amnett wrote about the uh, Tanith first and only. But um, I'm underwhelmed. Buy this one. All right. Yeah. Uh, I just ordered this book, uh, and I just got it today. Thank you, Amazon. The first book on the Eisenhorn series, this first one's called Xenos by Dan Abnett. I've heard rumblings about that. I have a lot of... I'm really looking forward to it. Now, let, me, let me read the jacket back so you know what it's about. Zenos: The Inquisition moves amongst mankind like an avenging shadow, striking down the enemies of humanity with uncompromising ruthlessness. When he finally corners an old foe, Inquisitor Gregor Eisenhorn is drawn into a sinister conspiracy. As events unfold and he gathers allies and enemies, Eisenhorn faces a vast interstellar cabal and the dark power of demons, all racing to recover an arcane text of abominable power, an ancient tome known only as the Necroteuch. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the necroteuch Necro-toich.
1: n-e-c-r-o-t-e-u-c-h how else do you say Necrotoich. Necro-toich. not a great name it's so like let's go get the macguffin whatever because it's it's hey, know, the key to everything it's one of those books uh, i like i like the fact that it's uh from the point of view of a uh, inquisitor so that yeah. should be cool i'm looking forward to that one Inquis- more than an
0: yeah it should be interesting to see espionage
1: uh, or counter espionage. Counter espionage. There are more. Yeah, yeah there are more counter espionage. Heresy everywhere. You know, trust no one. Yeah. Inquisition is here to save us. Combining. Yeah. Combining. Yeah, it's very uh crucible. Uh you've read some some more hammer novels, obviously. Yeah, I've read, I've read some more What was novels. the do you remember the one though, um Astro Militarum one you read? Oh yeah, the Astro
0: Militarum. It was a collection of Astro Militarum stories. There was one about um the like invade, like the horrible plague the horrible zombie plague that took over, like, this, um, uh, I think it was a, uh, what do you call them? Shrine World. Shrine World. The shrine. shrine World? Okay. It was a Shrine World that uh, was hit by the zombie plague, which, uh, and it was. It had a lot of, ty- like, Typhus was there, but he didn't do much. That one was kind of cool, only, uh, but I felt like the it, it sort of showed the Imperial Guardsmen as way more powerful than I would expect them to be.
1: Uh, well, I think that they, in, you know, against zombies or against other humans, they're probably crazy powerful because they have they're 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 actually well equipped. They're they're well in co- comparison to yeah, but I mean like marines. against but against like a
0: dreadnought or like chaos space marines. Yeah. Chaos Space Marine just w- should wipe the floor with them.
1: Well, there's one scene in First and Only, yeah, where yeah, where yeah. they encounter they're, you know they're they're like mostly fighting cultists, yeah, you know who are very you know yeah like easy. shooting using conventional warfare, but at one point they encounter like a Chaos Space Marine. And the way Dan Abbott describes it, he's like a demon from hell. He's, you know, this giant, power thing, powerful, hulking figure who stinks because, you know... He, stinks of death. Yeah, well, he stinks of death. He's this ancient sort of, you know, power-armored thing. And it takes a lot to take this guy down. Um And that, that seems terrifying. Like a, a vision of this fa- facing a whole bunch of those dudes would be horrible.
0: Yeah, this didn't show that as much. It yeah. f- just sort of felt like, oh, they're... Slightly tougher, but then don't worry—we have uh, tempestus Scions. We know how effective those are against uh, Chaos Marines. We'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, and but there was a second story which I found really cool, yeah. which was uh, the Death Core of Krieg fighting against the um, Necrons on like this Hive world. But it was really cool because there was like at one point like one of the characters whose perspective you'd see things from is like a civilian Mm -hmm. who has who's like running away from these horrifying metal beings that like keep getting up after they've been shot and and the way they're described is like like terrifying like these terrifying things like like they they encounter flayed ones at one point and they're just like just grinding through people they're just like showers of blood everywhere and they're like skinning people and it's horrible and, this sounds great. Yeah, and like, <laughs> and like, as like the marine, it's like the um, guard, like as the uh, guardsmen are shooting them, they just keep like getting back up, and like their arms will just like reattach themselves, and it's, that's cool. I want to read that. story. do you
1: remember the name of the book? The um the compilation uh yeah i'm oh i'm not sure the name i can get it i can get it to you when i yeah i can all right just maybe we'll post it it on our facebook page hey that that's a good time to tell you guys uh come visit our facebook page a few (laughs) of you a few of you had some of you have left some comments um (coughs) please come by and visit our facebook page the eye of terror just look it up we're there and you can look at our faces and look at uh, the models that we're working on, stuff like that, and come say hi. Um, okay, so we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about uh, the worst battle report ever. Okay, we're back. All right. So we decided to have a little fun and um, try something completely different. Yeah. Alec and I each built what we thought was the worst list that we could build. Yeah. With 1500 points. The worst possible list. Yeah. So, and by worst, we mean the kind of units that you would never really take. Yeah. We tried to, we tried to find the worst possible combination of units. That we could, and then play them competitively. Once we did, once we put our list together. Yeah. So, um, Alec, why don't why don't we uh, why don't we talk about our armies? Uh, go ahead and tell us. Describe your worst possible army list.
0: All right. So, at the head of this glorious, glorious group of well, like you Chaos start?
1: Space Marines. Okay, Chaos Space Marines already bad choice. Already,
0: we're um, congratulations. Already, yeah, not the most powerful of codexes. Araman. Who's two hundred? Who's like uh, two hundred thirty points of level four sorcerer? Yeah, he's not that bad actually. Him in and of himself, he just come really expensive.
1: Yeah, so you probably wouldn't take him normally. I wouldn't so take expensive. I wouldn't
0: take him normally because he's just too. I would no, I wouldn't take him normally. He's right. just too expensive. Um, chosen, which are the worst thing ever. Uh, so they're space marines, but they're super expensive, right? They're space marines, except they they get access to special weapons, but they have they have to pay for them. They don't yeah. get any discounts. Nothing. Okay. B. The only difference between them and like regular space marines really is that they have like has like a higher attack and higher leadership, but they they cost so much more, and it's just it's just dumb to take them. They're just dumb. Because so, whenever...
1: would, so, those guys you
0: would never take. Never. All right. Never. What'd you, what'd you, uh, equip so them with? I ge- equipped them with four power fists. <laughs> I gave the champion a power fist. I gave them all Mark of Zinch, which gives them plus one invuln save, even though they don't have an invuln save. So, they had six plus invuln <laughs> save. How useful is that, folks? Uh, Icon of Flame, even though they were mostly using the bolt, like, they were use, mostly using other close combat weapons or power fists. And I all, and I gave them all Veterans of the Long War which is like just gives them
1: higher leadership because you know why not um again we're trying to basically create the worst units we possibly can oh yeah and i gave the cho- i gave the chosen champion
0: gift mutation because more More things spent on random effects on insane tables. Okay, give us the rest of your list. Okay, also got mutilators. All right, mutilators are terrible. Mutilators are pretty bad. Okay, Um, mostly because they cost a lot. And if you want, if you really want like a good close combat option, just go with um, thirty hit through berserkers or even obliterators are better because obliterator also have like two power fists, so they can do close combat pretty well. But besides that, they also have like access to a bunch of other crazy weaponry, like wh- long ranged weaponry that's useful. But anyway, so and they all had mark of zinch, which is the most expensive mark. But they but they actually had an invuln save, so they get out a four plus invuln save. That's nice, I guess, and veterans of the long war, because you know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, also, two five hundred eighty points worth of troops. Okay. And it was only two squads. <laughs> wow. Of. Thousand Suns, my friends.
1: Ah. <laughs> uh, ah. Uh, all right. But, uh, they're, Yeah, Thousand Suns. What what do they... Okay, so... What makes so, them special?
0: Oh, they get an Aura of Dark Glory. They get uh, Mark of Zinch, so they all have four plus inbound saves. That sounds all right. Uh, but it's like, if you're just... It's it's, wasted on them. They're more expensive than Plague Marines, who are way more tough. Yeah. Because Plague Marines get Feel No Pain, which is infinitely better than an invuln save. And their Toughness 5. Their Toughness... Yeah, their Toughness 5. These These guys guys, are just Toughness 4. They're just... Yeah. They're weenies, but with a 4-plus invuln save. (laughs) They also have bolt weapons, which are AB3. Well, that's all right. That's, like, I guess... But it's, like, they still have normal bolt guns, so they don't get, like, any... Yeah, I mean, I would at this point I just would have preferred higher strength, but it's just whatever. Dumb. Okay. I got an inspiring sorcerer, also gift of mutation. Mm-hmm. Both squads are equipped the same. They all and I gave them icon of flame because soul blaze for fifteen points. Why not? Um, Which we forgot to use. I we completely I completely forgot to use that. Yeah. Uh, I also had, as a heavy support choice, a squad of Havocs, which are essentially the Devastator equivalents but for what our did you Space e- Marine friends. But what did you equip them with? I equipped them with Flamers. Four <laughs> Flamers.
1: <laughs> That's de- pretty horrible. you um, got the long-range Devastator-like equivalents, and you give them Flamers. All Flamers. They all had Icon of
0: Flame, even yeah. though they were using Flamers. They all had Mark of Zinch, <laughs> right? even though they didn't have Involent saves. And I gave them all Veterans of the Long War, because more points. Also, yeah. I voted out our Aspiring Champion yeah. with two, not one, two Power Fists. <laughs> 50 points, well spent. 50 points, <laughs> well spent, and a Gifted Mutation, because why not? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, and I have given these and I gave none of them rhinos. I made sure to give them none of them <laughs> they, metal boxes right. because kind because rhinos are good for carrying stuff and then dying. Right. So, so Yeah. So, On this was and this is only six units. Fifteen hundred points. Six units. Six units. Oh, oh was, that's a
1: pretty terrible army right there. Yeah. But I think I made a much worse one. I went with uh Astra Militarum. Okay. Yeah. So here's here's what I went with. I chose as my HQ unit a company command squad. I took Creed. Yes, Creed <laughs> took Creed. Creed. Right. Right. So he's an extra eighty points for the uh, for his ability to basically issue a third order. And then I rolled. Uh, I rolled a combination of things on the World War table, which gave him up to four orders.
0: And again, not necessarily bad,
1: just expensive. Just expensive. Just and really and expensive for not what like he, he is. I, my my company command squad ended up costing me. 300 points. Okay. This is the most,
0: ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, most, this is the most
1: pimped out command squad. squad ever. All right. Cause I, I, I put an astropath in there. The mighty astropath. The mighty. was a level one, one psychic who can only choose from telepathy. Better hope for invisibility. And for, did he get invisibility? No. No. He got terrify. He rolled terrify and he, he has psychic shriek. So not a great use of him. Um, color sergeant Kel has to come with, he's, he's a 75 point bodyguard for Creed. 75, Seventy-five points. And, points Seventy-five points of bodyguard. Yeah, bodyguard, and he's just wearing old, you know, five up, oh, uh, four up carapace armor, um, with the last pistol and a power sword, and he's waving the regimental standard. Yeah. All right, so that's him. That's uh, master of ordnance. For his very, he's drunk. He's the, <laughs> he's, he's the guy that drunkenly shoots the orbital bombardment and constantly misses. Because even if you roll a two hit on the on the scatter die, yeah, you still have to uh, yeah. scatter two d six, and if you miss, it's three d six in the direction of. So, needless to say, he was a force non multiplier. Yeah, he's just sort of there, drunken master of ordnance. Okay, then officer of the fleet. Uh, this guy gives you the power to um, add plus one to your reserve rolls or minus one to your opponent's reserve rolls. Kind of, kind of useless in most in most lists. But here Why he was he
0: the. It, uh, I'd say I'd argue that he can be useful only if you're dealing with like ridiculous demon lists.
1: Yeah, like beaming that's down true. Everyone. yeah, if you're if you're facing somebody with a lot of deep striking. With a lot of deep striking. Or you have yeah. or you have a lot of deep striking and you right. want to make sure they get in there. I had a veteran with a meta pack to give this pimped out unit feel no pain. <laughs> feel no pain. Right. And then a veteran with the las gun and again, then a, good. a veteran with the last with the voxcaster.
0: Yeah, again, good. I would Just never expensive. take a voxcaster. Yeah, voxcaster.
1: All right. So three hundred points right there. One fifth of my army is the command squad. Yeah. That's pretty horrible. All right, uh, my elites were the ever-loving Militarum Tempestus Platoon. I have had the worst luck with these dudes. They have never performed. But I thought I'd I'd put them in here. I I gave the Tempestor a plasma pistol and a power fist, because that's an extra 40 points I could waste on that guy. And then I didn't upgrade at all the Tempestus Scions. They just got their normal hotshot LAS guns. All right, so got those guys. A unit of Rattlings, mostly because I had extra points. Yeah, you needed to fill odd points. Yeah, so I had four, and,
0: four Rattlings. And snipers, we have discovered, aren't the most spectacular thing. Nah, 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 I never
1: look out with snipers. Okay, yeah. my here comes the meat uh, that go along with the potatoes we just talked about. Uh, <laughs> three identical troop choices, which were three groups of veterans, okay? Yeah. Ten veterans. Nine of them were shotgun veterans shotguns okay. So, okay so i gave i gave all the veterans uh shotguns which are 12 inch strength three assault two <laughs> weapons horrible weapons you're wasting your veteran's ballistic skill which is ballistic skill four by giving them super short range strength three weapons but yeah I, that was horrible that to me that was the biggest joke in the whole thing that's what made them the worst yeah um, the uh sergeants all had of course had power fist and plasma pistols Oh, yeah. Because yes. I, why not waste forty points on each sergeant? Yeah, it's ridi-
0: yeah, it's ridi- it's ridiculous. Also, as those on the shotguns—they're assault weapons, but really, are you gonna be assaulting with like your
1: vets? Are you are you <laughs> are you really going to assault with your vets? Are are you really right. going to have
0: an assaulty army
1: with your right m- with your guard? I had two of those, uh, I had three of these units. Okay, three ten-man units with shotguns. Two of the units had chimeras. Uh, the multi-laser is actually pretty good on the chimera, yeah. so I subbed it out for a uh, flamer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Heavy> <laughs> so
1: these chimera's had flamers on them. Yeah. Right? Uh Ugh. which of course is a horrible thing to do with your your lovely chimera's. Yes. Um my fast attack I had uh, armored sentinels. I had two armored sentinels. Yeah, two armored sentinels. All right. Sentinels. Already some people hate these units. I actually kind of like them. I think they look super cool. The factor ballistic skill 3, the way I usually uh you know load them out is to do a a plasma plasma cannon, plasma cannon because it's a blast weapon and it's going to, you know, Kind of uh, help compensate for the uh, low ballistic skill. Since
0: blast, since blast weapons usually are just bad, when they miss, they miss bad for almost exactly. everybody. So, so it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, one inch isn't going to matter that much. So, but so I decided that I was going to equip them with last cannons
0: because yeah.
1: it was the most expensive option and um, it's very unlikely to actually hit at ballistic skill three because it's just it, so. Yeah. So again, super expensive. Roll the die. Very unlikely. Very unlikely to hit sentinels. Um, I had a Valkyrie because, um, I normally, uh, Valkyrie's a pretty good unit, and normally I would say I wouldn't take this in a bad army list, but I really needed, I just ran out of good, <laughs> I had too many good units to choose from, so I, I just loaded this one out again. Um, with a last cannon i subbed out its multi-laser for a last cannon because again it's just going to be hard to hit with that thing it's a one-shot weapon
0: yeah
1: uh and with blizzard skill 3 you're unlikely to hit anything and then i uh, put in multiple rocket pods i put um, two rocket pods on there all right and my heavy support were two tanks i took a, a an annihilator which is a, a twin isn't it a twin link twin link blast cannon yeah right and we which i forgot to play as twin linked
0: you know, you did. You did. Did you I? Be you okay.
1: rerolled. All, right. All right. So, and then it, for the sponsons, flamers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the
0: most effective long range option, of
1: course. <laughs> I put flamers on the tank. Ladies and gentlemen, never put flamers on your tanks. It's, <laughs> it's just dumb. It's just super dumb. But my last cannon annihilator had flamer sponsons. And then I took an eradicator, which had the uh, eradicator cannon. And that actually was a pretty good cannon. It's a large blast, ignore cover, strength six blast.
0: Yeah, but against Mer, against, but against
1: Marine, it's AP4, so they're all going to get their Yeah, they're armor all going to get their armor save. So right. Doesn't... And again, I put flamer sponsons because why not make it stupid? Yeah. Um, so that was my horrible, uh, estrameal list. So in the, uh, for my, my psychic powers were Terrify and, uh, Psychic Shriek. Yeah. And then you ended up like, like, I ended up with a surprisingly good loadout
0: with, um, Okay, so I used Gift of Mutation on pretty much every single champion and whatever yeah. I could whenever I could give Gift of Mutation, I gave Gift of Mutation. Yep. Cause those powers cause those can be sort of psychotic powers. But I was surprised at what the Gift of Mutations achieved. I gave one aspiring sorcerer got shrouded, so that entire squad has now now had a better cover save, but that doesn't really matter as much, because, you know, they have their four plus influence saves. Good if you're in ruins. So you get that two plus in cover save. Whoa. They, I also got, for my second aspiring sorcerer, had the craziest luck. He got the multiple boons option. So he got, and he got, which is D3 plus one extra gifts. And he got the mo, he got four extra gifts. He got plus one weapon skill. He got plus one attack. He got plus one ballistic skill. And he got plus one wound. He essentially turned it turned him <laughs> into a sorcerer. Into an actual sorcerer. Yeah. He just didn't have independent character. Everything else about him, yeah, he was a sorcerer. I also got uh, shrouded for my double power fist guy. And the the only bad one I really got was for the chosen champion who got his ranged weapon got plus one strength, which is like whatever. He's like, do, now I have a strength five bolt gun. Yay, <laughs> joy. Yeah, I got, um, I had to roll from the Xinchian table, which is the most worthless. It's ironic because that's one of the worst psychic tables, even though Zinch is supposed to be the god of sorcery. Um, uh, my, the Shrouded Aspiring Sorcerer got Breath of Chaos, which is an eh, uh, it's a template weapon with, po- it's a template weapon with poisoned. It's alright, it's alright, it's like, I'd rather have, like, a, I'd rather take a Heldrake's. I'd rather take a hell Drake any day, but it's all right. Xenchi Firestorm, which is mad because it's D6 plus one strength blast with no AP, which is ludicrous. I'm just mad. That's just a mad option for like anything. It's like, why would uh, it just, you, you could have a potentially strength two <laughs> blast. The, aspire- the second aspiring sorcerer who has turned into, who is like the super, the uber sorcerer got... The Doom Bolt, which is actually surprisingly good. It's eighteen inches, strength eight, AP one, no Melta, but it it it's makes vehicles extra explodey. Yep. So if they detonate, they um you roll an extra D six for your um for the explosion result. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And, so I was surprised that I got that because that's and, actually and you're kinda,
1: facing four tanks,
0: so that yeah, was actually useful. That's actually kind of that's decent. Again, they automatically get Xinchi and Firestorm because of the whole Primaris power thing. Mm-hmm. Araman if i remember correctly got molten beam which is a blast. i gave i decided to make him a very fluffy araman in that he was mr i'm going to burn your eyes with magic man and and yeah and
1: because it's not the best uh, yeah, discipline you, you went with pyromancy
0: I know yeah it's like if you're going to go with a sorcerer go with like divination and then put them with like a cool <laughs> right. unit right
1: don't go with pyromancy really you you will have shooty things right but if you in, have in the theme that were are of, of the worst of the worst yeah so Pyroman- pyromancy
0: I got molten beam which is like a melta yeah so he has a melta now which That's, is
1: useful for this particular battle because
0: he again two plus he, he has a uh, seal five, so two plus melta isn't that bad? Yeah. As far as things go, he got flame breath, which is essentially a flamer. Uh, so he was very fiery. He had smite, which is a strength for AP two, it's assault four. Mm-hmm. It's decent. It's like AP two is not that bad. Right. So again, it's like he could like fry two marines.
1: Right, and that's really
0: useful against guardsmen. That's very useful against guardsmen. <laughs> as a matter of fact, um, I also got. Something actually useful against Garchman. Hemorrhage.
1: Oh, yeah, that would be normally.
0: Yes. Normally that would be useful against hemorrhage. Yep. Cause, cause it, um, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Cause you, ha- rather than having any actual stats, it forces the opponent to take a two toughness test for a specific character that you choose. And if they fail it, then. And, and if they fail either one, they get wounded. And yeah. if the wound takes them out as a casualty, or both wounds take them out as a casualty, depending on what happened. Uh, then you get to continue the process with one roll each until either A, all of them are dead, or B, someone sur- survives. Yeah. Uh, not my favorite power, but. Not not the favorite, but yeah. against like, well, toughness, it can be decent, but yeah. it, it's a morph charge too, so I don't know. Yeah. How
1: <laughs> So we rolled to choose table sides. Uh, I chose, uh, we had a table side with, 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 with the table is basically our standard four by four. We had one big, um, uh, sort of church looking building in the middle at the yeah. block line of sight. Uh, one side of the table was, you know, sort of like, it had the firestorm readout and it yeah. had, you know, it was very military looking li- like, and the other one looked very civilian like. I chose the, for fluffy purposes, I chose the, the, the mili- one with the militaristic side one and parked my tanks there. So I got to deploy second. You you won the roll off, so you got to deploy. I got yeah, I deployed first. Deploy first, and then I I couldn't get seized the initiative, so you went first.
0: My first turn was a century. I I just marched up the table, and that's it. Yeah. I, I Thankfully, Araman, who's one of the few useful units in my army, had um in a, his war, war Trade allowed him to infiltrate D three units. Mm-hmm. So I got to infiltrate two units: my mutilators and my flamer carrying havocs yeah
1: that was was good Good. that
0: that was good that actually that actually helped
1: yeah you want to get your close-up guys close up yeah (laughs) during my turn i um i had positioned my army basically on the left flank i was going to put the the weight of my attacks into one my 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 plan was that i was going to um slowly try and roll up one flank you were kind of and I spread out your army. Yeah. So I wanted to concentrate on the left flank and then move up the table that way and then eventually take you out. We were playing um, Purge the Alien. So it was all yeah. all kill points. Again... Of
0: all things. Of all things.
1: You have six, quote-unquote, elite units. Yeah. yeah. Right? I had 11 squishy units. Yeah. Right? So, so this... Totally favored you. That's favored. Yeah. yeah. It was it, immediately was. Immediately, I knew that I was already horrible, alien. even more of a disadvantage now because it's just kill points and I have 11 things to kill and he's got six tougher ones. So, but I, so I, I put all my units upon. So during my turn one, I kind of uh, rolled up my chimeras. I disembarked my shotgun vets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they started shooting at your, uh, your havocs. Yeah. Uh, and they ended up killing a couple. They killed two. Yeah, they killed two. They killed of... two with his overwhelming shotgun blast. Shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, looks far cooler than it sounds.
0: It actually was. It looks, yeah, it was.
1: Sounds far cooler. <laughs> my rattlings did nothing. Yeah, they would continue to do throughout the game. Yeah. Right. Uh, my tanks, uh, again, nothing. don't don't choose last cannons when your ballistic skill is three because they just <laughs> miss. And uh, I had, even yeah. though I had a master of ordnance, Not once did this guy's giant pie plate ever hit anything. (laughs) He just, he was hitting everything all over the table except for troops, except for anything. At one point, I remember at one point, my
0: guys were kind of in curved as a formation. Yeah. Or like uh, curved. (laughs) And And the pie
1: plate landed right in the curve, like hitting. Your guys hitting nothing. the, The guys were, my guys were circling the pie plate. Yeah, exactly. Just perfectly circling the pie plate. It just, Perfectly missed. Like you, like you had to try really hard to try and miss that giant collection of yeah. guys. Well, my ass, my drunken master ordinance <laughs> successfully <laughs> missed again. Now, ah. I, I, I don't think he hit anything at all. The whole the whole game. Um. So that was so turn one. I killed I think two marines. Maybe five. I think a total of was it two marines? No, you kill. You only killed two marines. You never got anyone else. Yeah. So that so turn. that was that was my first turn. Um. All right. Turn two. What happened? Turn two.
0: Um my havocs uh run up and just start flaming a squad of vets they. I think they killed like most of the squad, and then the rest of it's finished off by like thousand sun Bolterfire. fire chosen running up behind the havocs. then they just sit there because they have nothing to assault. I plan to assault them, but the flamers just killed them
1: all <laughs> so <laughs> right. so one of my <coughs> three veteran units are now gone, yeah, barbecued, so I got first blood and uh another a point for that.
0: That's yeah. your point. And uh, my mutilators went in and charged your sentinels, who you uh, positioned outwards to shoot at to shoot at the mutilators, and they charged them and killed them all. So that's another point right there.
1: Right. So I lost my armored sentinels right there.
0: Yeah, and that was uh, there was there was some psychic shenanigans.
1: I think nothing of note. Nothing. Nothing that did anything. I think really. it did something to your command squad.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was on this. I it might have been on this turn.
1: No, it was later. It was, it was later. It was later. Okay, yeah. 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 So the, my turn two. Um, my shotgun vets on the left flank. Uh, my two remaining units went up and continued to try to shotgun. I, I finished off the Havocs. Yeah, and then I and I got a couple of your um chosen. Your chosen. I got I killed a couple of your chosen. So that was a, a total of five Marines I was able to bring down with the basically uh, 40 shotgun blasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, my rattlings shot and did nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my tanks shot and did nothing. Uh, master of did nothing. I, okay. So, um, for reserves, my, both my Tempesta scions come in from reserves and my Valkyrie comes in from reserve. So I come in to deep strike my Tempesta scions. Oh, yeah. that's right. Great. <laughs> so I was, I positioned my, tem, my, for them to deep strike about, I would say 10 inches from the board edge. So, uh-oh, I scatter and I roll 11 on the scatter. So they're off the table. So I'm like, okay, better not roll a one. Boom. Roll a one on the mishap table. Tempesta scions smeared. Yeah. Dead. Again, for like the third time I've used them, they've done absolutely nothing. So they're gone. Useless. Dead. My Valkyrie comes in and shoots with the last cannon. Totally whiffs. Again, rocket pods go in every direction, but toward his troops. So did nothing that first turn. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, a whole bunch of nothing happens. I don't think I, except, for, except for the, um, um, five space Marines. I didn't do any, any damage to you. Yeah. So yeah. then turn three,
0: turn three, um, Aramon, I believe, I believe this is the turn he did it, who had joined the shrouded, um, sorcerers squad because, you know, cowardly sorcerers. Anyway, he had, um, since he also had Zinchi and firestorms because he, um, it was chaos primaris. Chaos has weird rules for primaris. They get, I automatically get there chosen deities, uh, powers. Anyway, so he actually used the and Firestorm, the mad since so it was the only thing I could really do it anything with, the only thing that was in range, the, which is like the most mad of the powers that I had. I it was I rolled D, a d6, it was a strength 4 hit and I hit, attacked um the command squad and I think I cleared like um three or four dudes. With that. Uh, one.
1: you killed three of the command squad. Yeah, I think I killed yeah, I killed you killed uh, the, the doctor. I
0: killed the doctor. I killed um, uh, the officer of the fleet. Yeah, I killed the doctor. I killed the officer of the fleet. And you killed the Voxcaster. I also killed Cal.
1: Oh, you killed Cal as well. That's right. Yeah. You killed Cal. Killed, kill, kill, yeah.
0: So Aramon actually put in some work.
1: Yeah, his psychic powers actually
0: Whoa. killed
1: half the command squad right there. Yeah, the pimped out command squad. No. It's yeah, 150 points you killed with that with psychic blast right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So then you, I think you ran your mutilators toward my tanks. Yeah, I but ran. You, but you failed the charge. I failed, at, I failed, failed the, the, the charge. The charge that it was time.
0: a four inch charge and I failed it. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> you rolled it too. But somehow my, um, my chosen who I were, uh, I think were going to kill, we're going to um, attack the uh, uh, squad of vets, I believe. Yep. They somehow made a
1: seven-inch charge. Yep. Yet
0: my mutilators couldn't make the four-inch Weird. It was bizarre. Anyway, yep. they wiped out that squad.
1: Right. Um. So now I'm down two squads. I have one squad left.
0: Yeah, you had one squad left. They t- had taken some bolter fire from Thousand Suns, I think. Yeah, so I it was, a, it was
1: a reduced squad. I think I had six guys left in that squad. Yeah, six guys left. Right. My Cameras were still alive at this point. Your Cameras are still alive, yeah. Yeah, but they, they, they couldn't have... They, they weren't... The first two turns they couldn't fire, or they fi- the first turn they couldn't fire. The second turn they fired with their flamers, and I think did very little because you know you yeah, have three, three up, up armor. armor save. You got a lot of hits on them. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a flamer. The chosen and the chosen were reduced. Yeah, that's true. I was
0: reducing them a little bit. Yeah, they were they a few of them went down. Yeah, like, actually, more than feel like around, almost half, over half. Right. I think
1: my tanks were missing that turn. My tanks missed everything, and their stupid on flame responses couldn't even reach anything again. Yeah. <laughs> Just terrible choice. I may have done a little bit of damage with the uh, with the rocket pods. I the, on the Valkyrie. The Valkyrie. The Valkyrie's last cannon did absolutely nothing. Yeah, missed every single shot it had. The rocket pods in turn three, I think, hit a couple of guys. I think they hit. I think they killed some thousand sons. They killed some thousand sons that that turn. My command squad was doing nothing. Creed was issuing orders like you know, shoot and run, and pinning. But um, honestly, uh, he just it was just a waste having Creed there. He wasn't really doing anything. Yeah. You know? uh, and the command squad was just sitting back, just trying to basically stay alive. Yeah. At this so point. he wouldn't get warlord. Yeah, so okay, so that was turn three, not much happened except that I, I got whittled down again. It's clearly yeah. the tide had turned into your favor and I was slowly getting reduced to, to one corner. At this point, yeah. Yeah, so all right, turn four, what happened?
0: Turn four, I believe I um, I successfully charged the mutilators in.
1: Yep, into I my tanks. I
0: successfully, I successfully, I think I killed, I might have killed more members of the command squad. You okay, you you wrecked my tanks. Yeah. I wrecked in these, your tanks. In the assault. I ranked your tanks. I uh charged the fi I think I charged the final uh
1: vet squad. Uh you no. That vet squad ended up living. No, yeah. no,
0: because all the vet squads died. I yep. know all the vet squads
1: died. Oh, that, well they died in the in turn five. Yeah, they never mind, they died in turn five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry for sorry if we ruined it for you. Uh Whoopsies! <laughs> uh, spoilers. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So the mutilators wrecked the tank. The chosen. The son, chosen,
1: I think, destroyed a chimera. Thousand sun
0: kept advancing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The chosen killed a chimera, and yeah, that, it was relatively. Yeah, that's it.
1: Yeah. In, the, in that turn, I tried, I went my one remaining Chimera. Um, I tried a tank shock, but, um, he made his morale test and he just moved out of the way. So all I did was I flamed them and I got, a, I think I got a couple of them, but the chosen ones were left uh, with a squad of two and they, there they remained. I wasn't able to eliminate the chosen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then my, I think I'd reduced my, my shotgun veterans. I think we're down to two guys
0: they weren't uh they were yeah they they were down yeah they were down, they were down two to guys two guys that's guys, all. a thousand that, sons had shot at them
1: yeah that's right so that's all i had left and then so turn four ended up with two vets left um one working chimera um both my tanks were dead um my valkyrie was hovering at this point and taking pot shots in turn four actually did a lot of work there were, uh i missed with the last cannon but the rocket pods uh, both land and uh, created 10 hits on your thousand suns yeah, and, they- and yeah. actually took out a whole bunch of space marines. Yeah.
0: And this was Armand
1: squad. So yeah, he took out a whole bunch of them. So, so it, it was actually turned four from a shooting perspective was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, my command squad, which uh, consisted at this point of a uh, creed, an astropath and um a veteran with the las gun were still alive
0: yeah they were still alive uh um, so turn five turn so turn five rolls around yeah um i charge i charge um thousand sons charge the remaining vets yep uh the chosen charge the remaining chimera i use armon again to i think he used the zinchi and firestorm again of all things to kill the author remaining two um he, he killed escorts. the astropath
1: and uh, the yeah. the veteran lasgun guy so
0: creed was all by himself yep. um and he went to ground i believe did he go to ground
1: yeah he he went to ground
0: oh okay anyway um he um the mutilator... so the mutilators tried to charge the vent, the valkyrie they couldn't and that was it. the thousand sons killed that uh, vet squad finally the um uber sorcerer got to put his skills to use yeah what did, did he
1: what did he kill them with he killed them with he killed them with the force staff with the force staff okay uh, so that yeah, so that that felt that you finished off my all my combat uh shotgun vets um and all i was left with was four rattlings in a tower creed a creed and a valkyrie <laughs> that was my army at yeah. this top for turn five so my valkyrie shot at Arman and his unit and he had like like four space marines and a sergeant. Yeah. And uh the rocket pods actually yeah th- created like like basically did like five five wounds. I failed a ton of saves. And you, you failed a ton of saves, and I thought that R Man is done for, I would have gotten a moral victory, I would have killed him off. But you made every single one of your lookout serves. I made every single one of my lookout serves, <laughs> yes. God. So he, but it reduced our, I think we, Araman at this point had one. He had one wound, wound left. One wound For left. A combined
0: fire, he had one
1: wound left. One wound left. My rattlings were unable to finish him off. So it was up to Creed. Was, so Creed was in the firestorm readout. And so he jumped the fence, made a six inch charge, cigar blazing, <laughs> and started punching <laughs> Araman. He challenged him to a duel. He challenged Armand to a duel. But Armand had one wound left. Creed is a three wound character. Yeah. Who's unfortunately, he's uh, He's weapon skill three. He's Toughness three.
0: Yeah, he's only toughness three. He's weapon skill three and toughness three, which kind of contributed to what happened next. Yeah. So what Um, happened next? What happened next was he, so Armand gets charged. He has higher initiative. He has initiative four. So he goes first with his four. He is the black staff of Armand. Is plus two AP four. So he just
1: swung. He swung. He hit
0: four times. He hit four times. He wounded twice. He, um, yeah, Creed only made one five-up save. But since the plus two strength doubled out Creed's toughness.
1: That was it for Creed. That was it. Yeah, he tried to make his five-up refractor save um, and unfortunately failed one of them and he got doubled out. So that was the end of... Poor useless creed. Poor His military creed. career came to an end at the hands of Armand the Sorcerer. Armand the Sorcerer. I,
0: ironically, in close combat of all things. Neither of them. Neither of them are two, close combat. The two it's generals immense. of the
1: army, the, the worst armies we could put together, ended up in fi- in the fifth turn facing off and beating each other up. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that pretty much it. We rolled to see if the game continued. The game did not continue.
0: Of, of course, because it couldn't, t- it had to have stopped there. Yeah,
1: that, there was no possible way I could have won at this point. Well, and this, and I, besides, all I had left was the Valkyrie and Ratlings. And
0: besides that, how else do you end off a game but with
1: honorable combat? <laughs> That's right, between the two generals of the army. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so that was actually really fun. Coming up with the worst list you possibly can is actually hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but really fun to do. Let let us know if you guys have any ideas for what would constitute a 1500 point terrible list. The worst list you can think of. The worst. Yeah. Of the worst. Because we might, in a subsequent episode, we would love to see a player list if we can. We have Space Marines, we have Necrons, we've got Astro Militarum, we've got Skatari. Yeah. What else have we got? We've got a Corn Demon Ken. We got a Corn Demon Ken. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys come up with a great list, uh, we'll, we might we might do this again. So, anyways, <laughs> that was our that was our battle report. Uh, hope you enjoyed it, and that was our show. Hope you enjoyed it too. So uh, thank you all. Uh, if you have any uh, comments, please send us an email. Uh, we are at the Eye of Terror Podcast at gmail.com. And also look up, look us up on Facebook. We have a Facebook page there. Please say hi. If you're on iTunes, uh, we'd love for you guys to leave a review. Uh, it helps us in our pod, in our uh, podcast ratings. Uh, other than that, we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. I'm George and I'm Alec and we play 40k.